Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Paul, Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, and you are, for now, here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, fun fact, everybody in the studio today, as far as we know, is alive. But we're going to die. Eventually, ah, a lot of us. You started it with a glass, glass half full scenario, Ben, and then Matt, you made it a glass half empty. Well, you know, there's some hope at the end of the tunnel, but maybe that's a uh, show for a different day. Uh, if I you think want. it's just the yeah. nature of the glass. It's really? It was made, but it's going to die. <laughs> sure. So uh, right now, with maybe one notable technical exception, dying is still the great equalizer. Dying is, for many of us listening, inevitable. And here in the United States, dying is quite expensive. Uh, it's a burden that your loved ones, when they survive your demise, will often end up bearing themselves. 
As of 2018, the average funeral cost between $7,000 and $10,000. And that doesn't include everything, right? That, that includes some stuff, but like, you know, it includes a viewing, burial, embalming, hearse service, transfer of remains, a service fee, because everything has a service fee nowadays. Uh, but it doesn't include other things like a wake. That's on you. Flowers. That's on you. A million other things are on you, and typically when people are in this situation, it's one of the worst moments or periods of time in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, the grief associated with that moment causes a lot of these other things to be a little more uh, acceptable, unfortunately. Yeah, it's almost like you want to do right by your deceased loved one, and surely that means forking out a bunch of money for an ostentatious uh, casket. Right. Mm-hmm. Often, uh, often survivors fall prey to unscrupulous business practices. And it is a big business indeed, given that everyone except for Henrietta Lacks has so far died. And Henrietta Lacks is only technically kind of alive. This industry is an incredibly reliable source of income for people in every uh, strata of the business. And given the incredibly incredibly sensitive nature of this situation, it's no surprise that aspects of the funeral industry often come under fire. But this leads us to today's question, how much of this criticism is alarmist? How much of it is warranted? And ultimately, is the funeral industry crooked or corrupt? The old funeral industrial complex. (laughs) Yeah, Kroner. Remember Kroner in uh, uh, Six Six Feet Feet Under? Under. They were like big funeral. Mm-hmm. And they were pushing down the little mom and pops like, uh, you know, the the fishers. Buying them out. Buying yeah. them out, left and right. Yeah. And is, is industrial burial complex better? Just I, spitballing here. I like funeral industrial. Co- I don't know, man. Uh, vote. How okay. about you help us out, listeners? Yeah. What was the first one? Funeral industrial complex. Yeah. And the second one was? Industri- uh, burial industrial complex. I don't know. That's not as good. I like funeral. Let's go with funeral. I like big death. but that's probably some that's some really good really insufferable AKA musician's death. name you know <laughs> D-E-T-H yeah right uh, so what are what are the facts let's start there uh, not only is it going to cost between seven to ten thousand dollars on average just to bury someone but that number indicates an increase right a trend Yeah, between 2004 and 2014, the median cost of an adult funeral increased 28.6% from $5,582 to $7,181. So that's over a 10-year period, uh, 28, almost 30% increase. That's pretty intense. And that's according to the National Funeral Directors Association. Um, Or NIFTA. Yeah, NIFTA, NIFTA. NIFTA. And that almost 30% might seem like a hugely steep rate of increase, but between 1980 and 1989, just nine years, the average funeral costs rose by 87%. A lot of 80s in those numbers there. It's true, and it sounds it sounds quite precipitous, right? But what what does that include? So let's say you pay uh, slightly higher than average price for a funeral. What, Mm -hmm. What do you get for all that? Well, um, let's break it down for you. 
A nominal $1,500 fee goes to the funeral director and the services that they provide. A casket costs approximately $2,300, but of course you can upgrade. You can pimp your casket. Um, Embalming, I think that's probably pretty standard, $500, which seems reasonable to me. There's a lot of work that goes into that Mm -hmm. process and a lot of expertise. Uh, Cost for using the funeral home, which is more of like an event services kind of thing, $500. I would think that that would be less than the embalming. See, I because thought it was going to so be more. Yeah. Really? Well, also, we have to keep in mind these prices can vary depending on the home you go of to. Of course. No, of yeah. course. Uh, then you've got the cost of a grave site, which is $1,000. I thought that was on the low side. It does seem on the low side. Is that, does that mean you? that's like the you own that land or are you renting it? Or are you? How does that work? It's upkeep, baby. It's just upkeep. You got to pay. So you have to buy the land, the plot first. This isn't even for the plot. This is just the upkeep? Uh, there's probably two costs. There yeah. must be. There yeah. must be. That's uh, the yeah. that would be the initial cost. Yeah, that's right. Then you've got the uh, the old grave diggers fee. That's six hundred. Um, the, you know, that's a deep hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's mm-hmm. worth. Uh, you know, that's a lot of work. Um, then you've got the cost of a grave liner or outer burial container. So it's a casket for your casket. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which is, is a grand. a real thing that uh, concrete we about. typically. Yeah, very odd. I had no idea that this was real. Didn't either. Um, and I assume it would it would be to keep the casket in pristine condition. So how would you get into that if you were, let's say, a grave robber? How would you crack into that outer? Is it like something that has a lid as well? Yeah, it's it's pretty inconvenient. You would have to mm-hmm. break a seal. Part of it, part of it also is meant to contain the dangerous chemicals. Mm-hmm. In a corpse, after keep them from leaching into the yeah, yeah. If it's been embalmed, and you said that was that was one thousand bucks, yep, right? And a, a cool grand, and then you've got the headstone, which is fifteen hundred, because that, yeah, that's, that's a piece of custom masonry, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to have a, someone that can carve it by hand. I got to wonder, do you think there are mass like factory produced gravestones that are a yes. little cheaper? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, those would often be the things that have more like a plaque sort of situation and they're embedded into the ground but they don't stand up. Uh, In this example, which is a wonderful example, uh, the total cost would approximate about $9,000 and again, that's just for the main items. There could be additional charges for dozens of things. Placing the obituary in the newspaper, that's not free. Uh, Buying the flowers, that's not free. And just for comparison, the cost of, at least in my experience, when I owned a house, putting a brand new roof, like stripping off the old roof, putting on a whole new roof with good material, um, about $10,000. And that's supposed to last you 10 to 20 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. So this is like, uh, I don't know, I just... But this is forever. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a lot of very magical thinking that goes into this whole process. Well, also, there's not a situation with the roof salesman where they say, think about what your dead relatives would want. That's right. You know, that changes the equation. It really does. So let's look at another thing. Uh, On the rise, I hesitate to call it a hot trend, uh, cremation. According to NIFTA, the median cost of a funeral with cremation is a little bit cheaper. It's $6,078. That's 15% cheaper than the median cost of a funeral with a burial. Some sources will put the average cost of a cremation even lower. They'll say you can find a deal for $2,000 to $4,000, but that is still a lot of money for the average person. I think I may have said this on the episode we just did, the two-parter on um, secret burial sites and lost uh, bodies. Um, My father was cremated and they also can upcharge you on that because they try to make you buy a fancier receptacle. They call it a – what do they call it? An urn? An urn, but there's a name for a vessel. They call it a vessel. 
That's the funeral speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we went with something. We literally got it in like a – I mean, don't judge me here. We got it like in a plastic box mm-hmm. and with it in like a bag inside of it. And I still have some of that. It's in my closet. Mm-hmm. That's that's a little dark. I'm sorry. No, so, I don't think you should be sorry. It's nice actually. Yeah. But let's let's also remember that this we're, – we're looking at the average price for a one and done kind of thing. But almost 1.8 million people are buried every year in this country alone. That amounts to a $15 billion a year industry. And we have some interesting comparisons about what that means with the modern burials, not green burial or cremation. So there's enough embalming fluid that gets buried every year to fill eight Olympic-sized pools. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There is more steel used in caskets alone than was used to build the Golden Gate Bridge every year. We're talking on a yearly basis here. And enough reinforced concrete to construct a two-lane highway from New York City to Detroit. Yeah, it boggles the mind. That's every year. And also, you know, just to be very, very clear here, we're not uh, being glib or disrespectful to those who have passed on. This oh. industry has problems, right? Uh, and I, I love that we got to the six feet under example because that's one of the big plots of the show. What was – it started with a C. What was the name of the Kroner. Big, Kroner. Mm-hmm. So Kroner in, – and this isn't spoiling six feet under, which is however many years old now. Uh, this is not important to the character development of the show. But it does paint this alarming picture. It makes us think maybe of other industries wherein monopolies have taken over, right? Uh, maybe something like Amazon now or maybe Walmart with supermarkets. Yeah, or like internet service providers. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing, right? Uh, Luckily, if you are an opponent of trust and monopolies, you will be glad to learn that in the United States, at least for now, most of the 19,500 or so funeral homes in the country are still small, mom-and-pop, family-owned uh, family-owned operations that have been in the family for you know multiple generations. For now, at least. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Here's where it gets crazy. Don't even let yourself be fooled by these uh, this idea that these small funeral homes are going to be there forever, the McDonald and Sons and all the other ones. Uh, big business wants a piece of this pie. They want this industry in their grasp, and large companies have been making some serious inroads. Here are some of the biggest companies that control currently the death industry. Big death. <laughs> oh man, or the uh, funeral funereal industrial complex. Ooh, I like that. Well, funereal and funeral, different. Uh, Walmart. Walmart might not be a big surprise. Walmart sells a ton of stuff. They are the world's largest retailer, brick and mortar at least. They helped begin the trend of selling low priced caskets online. Wait, do they still do this? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Really? Yep. There's a uh, – the name seems kind of gauche, but one they came out with was a $995 casket called the Dad Remembered Steel Casket with 18-gauge steel high-gloss silver blue finish. That model may not be around anymore, but they are still selling caskets. Holy cow, I they just sure found are. It. I just found <laughs> it at Sky Caskets. I found it on Walmart.com. <laughs> this one's called Funeral Casket. It's called the Briar Rose Oh, I just feel like Dad Remembered is a terrible name. Dad See, Remembered. I read it as Dad Remembered Steel. Yeah. Like Dad remembers his steel. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. I read it kind of as Dad, comma, remembered. Yes. I think that's as That's intended. what it should be. Yes, for sure. But there's no punctuation. <laughs> right. I feel like for that much for that much money, there should be some proofreading involved. Why am I so blown away that I was just able to pull up like a catalog page on Walmart with like browsing caskets? It never occurred to me mm-hmm. that you can buy caskets from Walmart. How about overstock.com? Yep. 
Uh, Walmart's taking a share of the death care industry away from those traditional manufacturers and funeral homes. And according to the various trade groups in the casket industry, the impact of of these brick-and-mortar stores is still kind of small, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely growing. It's good that it's there, I guess. Well, that's what a lot of people say about Amazon. Yep. (laughs) Amazon. Enter you, Amazon. Old Bezos. He's uh, old Bezos. Old Bezos. He sounds like he hunts a gigantic white whale. It also sounds. It also sounds like some kind of thing you'd put in a soup. Just uh, hit it with a dash of that Bezos. Old Bezos. Old Bezos. Old Bezos. It's like Creole season. Wow. Okay. So Amazon has this thing. It's called revenue, and they've got seven point six billion of it. Uh, <laughs> that's in U.S. dollars. And it's often said that, you know, they sell everything. Well, guess what? If Walmart sells caskets, you got to believe Amazon's all over that. No. I, could, I, just, I just searched. I couldn't find any. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Caskets? I found a lot of movies. There's one called Help, I'm Possessed, The Closer, the complete uh, third season, and, of course, Six Feet Under, seasons one through uh, completion. But, no, I don't you see can't any. can't buy an Amazon. I don't, I don't see any Amazon caskets, my man. It would be fun to watch a group of drones well, try and deliver one of those. You know what else Amazon doesn't sell? Sex toys. Whoa. Yeah. They, 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 they've got, they've got their, their boundaries. All right. You got to go to adamandeve.com for that That's and you right. get 20% off your order. This episode also <laughs> not brought to you by adamandeve.com. It looks like now they've they've taken those off the market and they just have pet caskets. Oh. Which I, I imagine was somewhat less offensive maybe or somewhat less problematic from a shipping standpoint. That's probably the closer answer. Didn't they have a, a some kind of – I don't know, agreement with another company or something. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's why they were temporarily selling them. They used to sell more than 50 different varieties of caskets or coffins, and they sold a steel embalming table. They sold pet urns. Uh, and Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a partnership with bestpricecaskets.com. And then it uh, went south. Must have, yeah, I guess. That deal is pushing up daisies. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Some of these uh, pet caskets are pretty posh. This one's called Pause Rest Premium Pet mm-hmm. Casket, comma small. How much is it? Uh, Three eighty nine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which you know, again, when a pet passes, it's still oh. in many cases just as damaging oh, as a ab- loved one. Abso- absolutely, but passing. again, for some reason, the idea of a pet casket I find comical. I see what you're saying. Dude, my yeah. cousin, my cousin has the most tasteful burial plots for her cats. It is incredible. It, it, if anyone would ever spend that much care on me after I die, I would be. I mean, I wouldn't be, but I think everybody else would be uh, really happy about it and mm. uh, moved by it. Yeah, it's incredible. She cares. She loves those cats so much that she like makes these beautiful. Almost, it's almost like. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's almost like having is it, a tribute, a like a landscaping. Tribute to them. Yeah, or, landscaping is, and beautiful. That things. That is like, lovely. Awesome. That is lovely. And in your backyard, I mean, I'm all yeah. about that. That's a place you can you know wander through and go and visit. And I mean, meditate. I meditate. Yeah. I have no problem with the idea of burial of of humans of loved ones at all. Mm-hmm. The, the part that I get hung up on is the exorbitant cost and the whole you know because I was going to mention off mic that I had heard a piece on uh, Hidden Brain actually where I was talking about um, lifestyle choices and the idea of being an influencer. And, and this, that, and the other. And one of the segments was about funerals. And I said out loud to my girlfriend, I said, I bet 
poor people spend more money on funerals than rich people. And it was that's exactly what the stat was. On Whoa. average in on this average, country. On average yeah. in this country. Yeah. Well, also there's a privatized insurance industry that springs up around this. And the same things that occur in medical billing occur in the um, uh, in the in the funeral industry. Paying for it forever. A lot of the the major players in this industry also have very very innocuous names. Carriage Services Incorporated. Does it sound like the maybe the company that has the horse drawn carriages in downtown areas? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Does it sound like maybe they repair transmissions or something in fleets of commercial vehicles? Uh, no, in 2011, they were the fourth largest publicly traded entity in the death care industry. They operate. Uh, as of that time, they operated 147 funeral homes in 25 states, 33 cemeteries in 12 states. Uh, they make a lot of money in what are called uh, pre-funded funeral and burial services. This is where you plan ahead. Let's say 10000 a pop is too much, but yeah. you, you kind of put your death ritual on layaway. It's for called lack a of a pre-need. Pre-need right. is what they call it in Six Feet Under. I know mm. all these terms from watching that show. Mm. The pre-need. Wow. I mean, I guess that's smart. You do it for On your loved sides. ones in advance yeah. so they don't have to worry about it. It's almost like doing a living will or something like that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can exactly. I tell you guys a quick, quick story? Please. Um, so um, it's no secret my, my wife's family is not that well off, but they have lots and lots of family in there. They're just wonderful, awesome. They have, they have wonderful um, communities like – Connection, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when my wife's grandfather died, all of these people showed up. Mm-hmm. Every, almost mm-hmm. every single person showed up with a roll of cash mm-hmm. and just handed it to my, my wife's grandmother. And they were all paying for the funeral in that moment with cash, everybody that together. is amazing. And that's mm-hmm. another part of the hidden brain stat. The reason that uh, people – but typically with less money, spend more on funerals is because it becomes this community thing. Yeah. Whereas rich people, it's a much more segmented, small affair that they might just do because, you know, they don't, they're not bringing people in from far and wide for this funeral. It's much more of a they, – they like their privacy or whatever. Whereas people with less money, they make it an event where the family comes in from all over and it's an excuse to get everyone back together again, you know? Again, specifically in the U.S. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it's interesting too because a lot of – Families that come from generational wealth, which happens quite often here in the States, a lot of those families will already have dedicated older plots. So they actually may have fewer upfront costs. It's expensive. Uh, It's expensive to be impoverished in this country, right? Yeah. Uh, There's another company called Hillenbrand Incorporated. Uh, I like – I – if we're just making up things uh, based on the the name, I would like to think that they sell those gift baskets with summer sausage and different cheeses and maybe a little bit of chocolate if you upsell. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike Pepperidge Farm, Hillenbrand sells 45 percent of all the caskets in the U.S. Or they did as of 2011. Uh, they, they sell more than 800,000 of the 1.8 million sold each year. They also sell – Cremation containers, vessels, urns, uh, and they sell all these products, though, not under Hillenbrand. They sell it under Batesville Casket Company brand. Kind of how – that brand was founded in 1906. It's, it's similar to how a few food manufacturers may make a ton of stuff and some of its build is organic and some of it – it's kind of like how McDonald's owns Chipotle. 
if we're being yeah, honest. Totally. You know what I mean? And in recent years, Hillenbrand has become an entity that makes more of its money off of manufacturing non-death-related things. So they got a boost from that and they're expanding out. It's, you know, capitalism. Vegas, baby. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Got to get in there while you can with Mm. these uh, companies. And also, you know, you do what you can to represent your company in the best way, Mm. best forward-facing way, right? Now, if there were... Uh, one company that would be named as a monopoly in this unfortunate industry, if there were one company that would closely resemble the big corporate bad of six feet under fame, it would be something with the name Service Corporation International. What does that mean? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. 
Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So let's talk about that name, Service Corporation International. Could literally be anything that happens internationally. <laughs> yeah, that is a service and not a specific good necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just let's just say this service corporation internationally deals with death, and that's how they make their money. Death. Yes, it is entirely a company making money off of those services. It was founded in 1962 by a uh, a guy named Robert L. Waltrip. He grew up in the funeral business. He was from one of those mom and pop uh, outfits. As of 2017, this company owned 1,488 funeral homes and 473 cemeteries across the U.S. and Canada. It makes them the largest funeral and cemetery services company in the entire world. Uh, They also own facilities in eight European countries, England, France, Germany, and and additionally, they conduct business in Singapore – they provide uh, services like embalming, burial, cremation, prearranged or pre-need funeral packages. Yeah, their products cover every aspect of the funeral, everything. Like we were talking about caskets, burial vaults, flowers, cremation funeral options, burial garments. And as of 2018, it's estimated that their share of all, just the total funeral and cemetery market in North America is 15%. Now, that doesn't sound that high, Ben, 15%. It doesn't, does it? It really doesn't. And why is that? (laughs) Well, uh, you see, SCI keeps growing, Matt, as we're recording this. And there's something that Service Corporation International does not want you or your loved ones to know. This company is largely made up of other small businesses – Overwhelmingly, the funeral homes that are SCI funeral homes are things that it acquired from these smaller outfits, these mom and pop things, and they didn't want these homes to be less profitable. So they didn't want them to seem like some giant uh, faceless funeral corporation, right? So instead, they take over relatively in secret and the mom and pop businesses keep their name on the thing, so it's still like Paul Deccant and Cousins Funeral Home or whatever. This is literally the plot of Six Feet Under. Right. Yeah. Because Six Feet Under is based on – Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I was not aware. This is really, really fascinating. And it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's such a um, comfort – industry. You know, you don't want to feel like you're doing business with like big death, right? You want to feel mm. like you're doing business with someone who understands your community and your plight and is there for you as a as a helping hand and a friendly face. And as their family has provided memorial services for your family exactly. generations mm-hmm. and generations mm-hmm. back. Yeah, and also it makes sense that they would want to grow in this way because they already have a lot of the economy of scale at work, right? They're they're getting, I'm sure, massive discounts on different supplies. They run a couple of logistics chains. So a typical funeral home that is owned by SCI will not contain any advertisements or any logos for SCI with the exception perhaps of one thing, a little employee pin on the on the lapel of people who work there. Interesting. I think I've seen this before, but I'm I can't. I looked at a picture of one of one of the lapels that actually has it on there, and it looks so familiar. Now I'm 
I'm questioning how many of these funeral homes I've been to. I haven't been to that many funerals, but I've been in a share and I think I've seen it. Weirds me out. Mm-hmm. But, but here's a question though. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is this so disturbing? It, it's business. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it You're benef- right. It benefits the mom and pops theoretically. Theoretically. Right? They, they get to keep doing business and being where they always yeah. have been. Is it insidious just because it's this kind of the, the nature of the industry makes us feel like it's gross to make money anyway? But aren't the mom and pops already doing that? Oh, yes. Excellent foreshadowing. Let's let's walk down this rabbit hole a little bit further. So SCI does have does have one thing that you can you can uh, easily use to discern them. They place emphasis on a number of different brands. One is Dignity Memorial, and the Dignity logo can be seen on their homes and their funeral homes and in cemeteries and paperwork and, and so on. They have other brands too, but that's one of the most popular ones. And right now, SCI has not consumed the entire industry by any means, but its recent acquisitions have observers concerned. The FTC is getting involved, which is something I didn't think happened in the funeral industry or I just never thought about it. In 2006, they wanted to merge with something called the Alderwoods Group, its nearest competitor. And the FTC said this is going to create a monopoly. This is going to break antitrust laws. Eventually, they allowed the merger to continue, which you know um, was a huge boon to SCI's growth. Uh, they tried to purchase an outfit called Keystone North America for $208 million in 2009 and they got, they got it. It slid through somehow. These guys have a lot of, a lot of grease as we're going to find out too. They have a lot of uh, juice, you would call it, on the streets. In May of 2013, they signed another uh, deal, $1.4 billion deal to purchase Stewart Enterprises, the second largest what they call death care company. And the FTC in this in this acquisition said, okay, we're keeping an eye on you. You can do this, but there need to be some rules in place. So here's where we get to your question, Noel. Sure, yeah, the company's penchant for pretending to be a local shop is misleading, but what's the big deal? What's What gives? It's not illegal to do that. Yeah. And if that's all the company's doing, then we could say – we could argue, if we're going to be a little bit cold about it, that it does not particularly matter how we feel about the practice itself so long as the locations still offer the same services. The people who got bought out often still work there as management. Their jobs don't change. They just become a franchise, for lack of a better term. However, that's not the case. As it grows, SCI has become the subject of more and more controversy. One of the things is cost. Uh, This company is known for having slashed its overhead and raised prices dramatically in some cases, uh, much higher than independent funeral home operators, which when you think about it is the the opposite of what you might expect because usually the way that Walmarts will drive out small businesses uh, will be to operate at a loss for months or you know years in certain departments so that the smaller places can't compete. Uh, these guys are doing the opposite. There, uh, there's an issue of Bloomberg Business Week that was published on October 24, 2013 where a guy named Paul M. Barrett – I say a guy, a journalist named Paul M. Barrett uh, – quoted different uh, different stats and he found that at the time, SCI's uh, on average charge was 6,256 bucks 
without the plot and without the casket, just the other stuff. That's like, that seems like a lot. It is. It is a lot. Is that because they have a, an effective monopoly and so they can basically fix their own prices and there's no competition anymore? Is that the issue here? In some areas, that, that very well could be. I yeah. mean that's, that's almost 50 percent higher than the real mom and pop shops. Right. Jeez. And uh, lest we forget, that's bad enough like just knowing that you're operating. You could be saving people a lot of money on their funerals if you wanted to, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't have the profits that you're getting. But what about something called Funeral Gate? Yes, Funeral Gate. Have you heard of this? Have yes. you guys ever heard of this? Yes. Nope. You were familiar with this before, right, Matt? Yes, yes. Okay, this is this is weird and um, for lack of a better term, this is this is fascinating. It has some plot twists. Uh, this is a controversy that occurred in Texas and according to Fox News, SCI, Service Corporation International, which was doing business as Dignity Memorial under a different name and then under dozens of other different names, right? Uh, They were recycling graves. What does that mean? Yeah, they were taking the bodies that were originally like meant to go in. They were throwing them in the woods to use the space to house new customers at two Jewish cemeteries in Florida. So they're taking people out that they were going to bury and just throwing them in the woods. And there was a Texas official – who was tasked with watching over these sorts of behaviors or preventing these sorts of behaviors and watching over the funeral business who alleged that she was fired in retaliation for whistleblowing and that she was fired by the administration of then-Governor George W. Bush. George W. Bush had received campaign contributions from the Waltrip family, the the founders of SCI. The Waltrips. The Waltrips. Uh, They are based in Texas. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone campaign finance-wise. You know what I mean? Like It's not unusual to be bribed by anyone. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean I'm – it's a bad joke, but it really the truth of the matter is, you know, if you are running for a position uh, at that level of government, all, all a ton of large businesses are going to want to donate to your campaign. That's just how yeah. it works here, right? So that's not necessarily corrupt, but the person who said they were ousted did say it was – they did allege corruption and they said that the governor had been essentially paid off by the Waltrip family to make this scandal go away. George W. Bush was subpoenaed to testify about this in court in 1999, but he refused to do so and on August 30th, 1999, a Texas judge ruled that uh, he he could not – Bush, that is, could not be forced to testify. So it all sort of went away. For 20 years now. Something happened around that year, 1999, where he became an even more powerful governor of sorts. I can't remember what happened exactly. Right. This was lead up to the election. Yeah. Yeah, You're absolutely right. And so people who um, allege that there was some corruption there will – will see this as just one of many smoking guns, right? And other people will say, well, meritless claims happen against a state official all the time, yeah. right? Like there's probably some comptroller right now who is getting a <laughs> – huh? just they're my favorite example – who is getting some sort of strange, ludicrous lawsuit thrown at them, right? 
So the question is, it really it depends on your personal take. Uh, but the legal opinion was that he did not have to testify. Look, if you are a politician of any sort and you're not getting bribes thrown at you left and right, you're doing something wrong. And I'm not saying you're taking those bribes, but if if nobody wants to bribe you, I don't know, that that's a bad look. Did we ever do a an episode about lobbying? We did videos about Surely it. Surely we've done. Uh-uh. I don't think we have not an audio podcast. It's the kind of thing where it figures into other topics. Maybe we haven't yeah. done a solo yeah. podcast on that. Yeah. Because I, I think for all of us who are listening from someplace outside of the United States, um, lobbying just sounds heinous. Yeah, heinous is a fantastic word. It seems it seems counterintuitive. It seems illegal. How is bribery illegal in this country? But lobbying is fine. You know what I mean? Because semantics, bro. We had to have talked about at some point. Anyhow, so that's funeral gate, and that's that's one of the controversies that hit SCI's reputation. But the people largely forgot about as time went on. But they were active in other states. In Virginia, uh, there was evidence of improper storage of bodies in various states of decay. We're talking 200-something in makeshift gurneys in a garage, just rotting. Yeah. Not a good look or smell. Well, what happened in Florida? Oh, it's even better. Yeah, it's true. In 2001, it was reported that employees of the uh, Memorial Garden Cemetery near Fort Lauderdale um, had oversold the cemetery. So bodies were buried in the wrong places, separating husbands from wives. Uh, Vaults were cracked open by a backhoe. Bodies were exhumed with bones, skulls, and shrouds thrown into the woods. Again. Bodies were stacked on top of each other, and remains were relocated without uh, notifying any of the relatives. Yeah. And this is a huge deal for anyone. This is an especially uh, egregious um, and horrific thing for members of the Jewish community because for more religiously observant families and customers, traditional Jewish law requires bodies to be buried completely intact and prohibits disturbing the dead. So SEI – reached a, an agreement with the Florida Attorney General's office in 2003 and they said, we'll give you $14 million. We'll repair the plots, reorganize the cemeteries, properly mark all the graves and the grounds will be able to accommodate all plots sold. So we'll stop overselling stuff. And then they had to settle a separate class action lawsuit on behalf of 350 families for $100 million. That sounds about right. I'm surprised it's actually not more. Yeah, me too. And there's a uh, there's another uh, Jewish cemetery that was mishandled in California. Oh yeah, uh, let's go back to September fourteenth, two thousand nine. There was this class action lawsuit. It was filed against SCI in this place called Eden Memorial Park. It was a Jewish cemetery managed by SCI in uh, Mission Hills. Now, this class action lawsuit charged that this this group SCI. And Memorial Park, Eden Memorial, they were destroying graves to make room for new internments. And in February 2014, there was another settlement, this time to the tune of $80 million. Wow, they are spending a lot of money on these lawsuits. Right. And this is only scratching the surface. This is not a hit piece. You can check into each one of these stories. And while you're checking, you will find other stories of similar situations many of which have been completely forgotten. 
Yeah. Right? You have to dig a little to find them. Now, this may simply be a situation wherein a corporation as large as SCI, because of the way it acquires uh, different smaller businesses, it, this may be a situation where it's just not able to keep an adequate eye on every single thing, right? I, that seems like a valid argument to me. I think that is, yeah. But you do have local, I guess the families, mm-hmm. if it's still run by these groups, they're, they're there on the ground mm-hmm. all the time. Right, and they're they're observing this stuff. So, is there the, is it valid to say that maybe these cases get more attention because they're attached to SCI, which has deeper purse strings, or they all become associated as if they're all happening by the same people, when in fact it's all individual groups that mm-hmm. are just under the same letterhead, essentially. Right, like the way Rome com- conquered different countries and empires. Uh, I also want to want to point out, I should have said deeper pockets. Deeper purse strings doesn't make sense. I don't know. I dig it. Those are really longer, deep. longer purse strings. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw a purse string. That's just the strap that goes over your shoulder. No, the t- strings are the, like the drawstring. Yeah. Right, right, for a pouch. You know what, though? Some of them do. Some of those fancy ones, they're woven in. They've got little eyelets. Yeah. And they, you know, you pull the thing on the one side, yeah. cinches it right up. For a guy who doesn't own any purses, I'm somewhat aware of this industry. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't, you. you don't own any purses? I don't. I don't. I feel like um, I feel like it's a weird thing. I feel, you know, back to what you said, Ben, I feel like that's what uh, a gentleman would call his purse. His pouch? His purse is his pouch, yes. It's like an old-timey leather gold bag. Sounds about right to me. I was I was somewhere. I think it was Williamsburg. And I saw I saw a guy walking with a with a bindle, uh, with a stick and bindle and some pouches. Sometimes I, I don't mean, know. Oh, sorry, I don't know where he's going. That bindle was probably full of certified deposits from his daddy. Oh, perhaps. See, in, in my opinion, you always need to have a few pouches to put your reagents in there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to cast invasmani, uh, I don't know, corpor. Sure. Maybe um, there are certain spells that you have to cast that you really need to make sure your reagents are on you. I don't all know times. what you're talking about. I'm just get, just let it ride out. Keep okay, going. Cool. Keep um, digging. Yeah, I would say uh, <laughs> vosflam. This is the uh, rest very of the important. Show. Go ahead. Um, vosflam costs a significant <laughs> number of. of <laughs> Uh, reagents and you need the mana too. Vos so you got have- costs. Damn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it also, if like you're saying, if you mm-hmm. don't have your bindle, then that has all the mana potions in it. How uh-huh. the heck are you going to continue to cast all the spells? I mean, you can't paralyze everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That has been our show. These are the uh, real I'd questions. Like to, uh, I'd like to thank. Uh, Okay, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it would have been funny, though, if we had done credits and Matt just continued <laughs> yeah. doing this nerd talk, which I, I love. What is that from? That's all Ultima Online. Okay, I didn't know if you were just winging it, but that was great, was. man. <laughs> that was great. Let's go. You know what? I know when your birthday is. Uh, oh, <laughs> you might end up with some pouches. Yes. Oh, my God. Why did that feel like a threat in my head? <laughs> anyway, so so here we are. You know, we I think we're being very fair. To SCI, when we're we're saying these are the these are the things that could be uh, arguments made in their defense, but when we go to the question of what happens now, we see some scary stuff ahead. At least here in the United States, an aging population and a lower birth rate point towards some disturbing trends. According to the U.S. Census, older adults will outnumber children for the first time in this country's history by twenty thirty five. 
and citizens over 65 will account for 78 million of the population. Uh, children under 18 will account for 76.4 million. The baby boomer generation is one of the largest generations in our country. We're not seeing a burst in population. We're seeing people have fewer children than baby boomers, which means that a lot of people are going to pass away in a uh, smaller frame of time. Yeah. This means that this business uh, will will boom or the growth will continue. And the next time you find yourself dealing with the loss of a loved one or a need to engage the services of a funeral home or memorial home, you have to ask yourself, who really owns it? And is that information something they don't want you to know? We didn't even get into the unscrupulous sales tactics. We talked about them. Yeah. But that's that's something else I would – there's a fantastic Reddit thread uh, wherein a funeral director describes some of the stuff that they do. And, you know, if you are listening and you are in this industry, please know that we're not – we're not saying one bad apple spoils the bunch. We're just saying that this is something a lot of people are, uh, don't have too much experience with, thankfully, right? Yeah. And one would hope that continues to be the case. But you have to be aware that things are not always – what they appear to be in the strangest of places. Absolutely. Um, so write to us. If you've had any experiences that you want to tell us about, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook where we are Conspiracy Stuff on Instagram or Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you don't want to do that, you can leave us a message. You tell us a story. If you call us, we are one stdwytk Wow, I hope you understood that. Uh, <laughs> just call us. Just dial until you find us. You'll you'll hear Ben's voice. That's how you know. Uh, if you don't want to do that stuff, you can leave us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.